This month we're going to begin a new sermon series, and it's on the topic of thanks, giving thanks. I wonder why, right? This is the month of Thanksgiving. So the ushers are passing out a handout sermon notes to you this morning. If you don't have one, raise your hand. But um, how many know that Thanksgiving is just a wonderful time to give your, share your gratitude and thanks with, uh, with each other, but more importantly with God for what He's done for you. Amen? Amen. And, and so this morning as we get into this sermon series, so what that means is the following couple of weeks I'll be talking to you about how to give thanks and, and so forth as we get into this series. But many of you, when you first hear the word Thanksgiving, your first thought is a big turkey, you know, the, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, all the good stuff that goes with it, right? And then the nap afterwards, the siesta time, you got to chill, you got to take a nap to recover. And then maybe some of you think of Black Friday, right? When you think of Thanksgiving, you think of all the shopping. Think of all the shopping the next day, right? I don't. Uh, But some people think of those things. And maybe some of you think of the football games, maybe throwing the football around with with your family members, your brother, your sisters, or whoever, playing pick up football games. Remember that, Ruben? Back in the day, we'd play football games all the time growing up on uh, Thursday, on Thanksgiving. But again, that isn't the centerpiece of what Thanksgiving is all about. We do enjoy and we will have a great potluck on that Sunday before Thanksgiving here. And you will enjoy Thanksgiving, I'm sure, in your homes. You'll have a wonderful meal with family, with friends and and blessings and so forth. That's great to have. But let us not forget the main reason why we give thanks. We give thanks to our God, our Creator, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Bible says, to give Him thanks because you are here today. I have a brother here, Brother Ed, who's not here today. What does he like to tell you when you say, it's good to see you? What does he say? It's good to be seen. It's good to be seen, right? Because what he's really saying is, it's not good, you know, the opposite is not good, to not be seen. That means you're six foot under is really what he's saying. So he says it's good to be seen. And we give thanks to God that we're seen today, that we're able to think, able to walk and function every day as you are. You're blessed today. How many know that? Each of you are blessed. So I want to remind us today as we begin the series that our focus isn't all about turkey, okay? It's not all about the Green Bay-Dallas game or whoever's playing on that day in the NFL. It's not about uh, just getting together with family. It's much more than that. Amen. Amen. I want you to, if you don't mind, why don't you stand with me? We're going to read one scripture verse in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. It's on your outline if you want to follow along. But uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. Let's read this. Let me read this word here. It says, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word again this morning. The Bible says that your word endures forever. It's unchanging. Lord, it's existed for over 2,000 years. And Lord, we thank you that we can apply it in our daily life today. That it can bring healing. It it can bring emotional rewards to us. But Father, most of all, it brings us salvation and deliverance, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for that today. Lord, show us how to give thanks, who to give thanks, and why we should give thanks this morning. And Lord, we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. So this morning, I'm grateful just like you, every one of you here that came today. Each of you woke up this morning. Maybe there was, it was sprinkling, but you had a roof over your head. To my knowledge, none of you here are homeless today. To my knowledge, every one of you have a, a roof over your heads. Every one of you have obviously clothes on your back. You didn't come in here I would, without clothes because I would have had to escort you out and had you come back with clothes. So that's a blessing. Some of you are wearing your rain boots today. You're blessed. Some of you drove here. Maybe some of you walked. I I don't think so, but I think most of you drove. There's many reasons to give thanks today. Amen? And, And we think, or we take those things for granted most of the time. You know that we take it for granted. But do you do what I do sometimes? You just wake up in the morning and the very first thing you say is, Lord, thank you for today. Because... You know, many of us pass in the night. I had a grandfather that died in the middle of the night. He passed. And so none of us have tomorrow promise. None of us. Not me, not you. So when you wake up, like I do, we should say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for today. And then what's to come? Thank you for that as well. But I want to remind us that we're grateful for all that God has done for us. I look around right now and I see some of you that God has brought you out of some really hairy situations. He's delivered you, some, some of you, from, from situations of drugs and alcohol, um, like myself and others here, that, that God has done a great work in your life. And again, we need to give thanks for that because we can forget about that. We can be so concentrating on the present, that we can forget what God has done for us in the past. God never wants you to forget what He's done for you in the past. In fact, what the you know what the Israelites used to do in the Old Testament? Anytime God would do something great for them, they would set up a memorial. Typically, it would be setting up stones and uh, creating a memorial so that every time they came by there, or every time their children or their grandchildren came by there and saw that, they say, Papa, what's that? Dad, what's that? And he would tell him, oh, let me tell you that story about that time God delivered me and, and, your, and your mother or your grandmother and helped us walk through this, through this trial. And that's what we need to do. We need to set up memorials in our life so that we can remember what God's done for us. Amen? Yes. So, this morning, the topic or the, the sermon title is Abundant Thanksgiving. Abundant. Now, the word abundance is the opposite of scarcity. The definition of abundant is something that there is plenty of or that exists in great amounts. Something that exists in, in, in great amounts. I mean that you can't see an end of. So what I want to talk to you about this morning is abundant thanksgiving, that each of us should have an abundance of thanksgiving. Because I I don't care where you're at right now, spiritually, emotionally, and, and what I mean by that is, 
we've all gone through things. We all go through trials. All of us do. If you haven't gone through a trial recently, well, let me tell you something. You will go through one. You will go through a struggle. And even through those struggles, we still need to remember to give God thanks. Amen? Amen. So here's the question I want to ask you this morning. Who should we thank abundantly? Who should we thank? Well, obviously the number one answer is God. Amen? We need to thank God abundantly. In good times and bad times, we thank Him. Lord, I thank you when it, when it rains your favor on me. And I thank you, Lord, when it's raining even judgment on me. You know why? Because He has His best interests for me, right? How many remember as children, um, when, when Dad came home, you know, or when Mom laid down the law, you know, you, you didn't like it. But they had their best interests for you, right? Yes. Maybe sometimes that meant the belt came out. At least, remember that, Reuben? Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Maybe my dad's going to hear this. I better not say that. But, but it was because they had their best interests in it for me and, and my brother and sister. Well, actually, it's just me because I got the belt. <laughs> and Reuben did a little bit. But, but the bottom line is they cared for us. God does the same thing when, when you're going through a tough time and you feel sometimes that maybe even God's left you or deserted you and you don't feel the blessing or the favor of God. You still got to give God thanks. He still cares for you. He still loves you. He still desires to have a relationship with you. See, coming to church isn't about just going to church and obeying uh, these do's and don'ts. It's about having a relationship between yourself and Almighty God. Amen? And, and that's what we talked about last week. Last week we, we covered that in um, how Genesis, the book of Genesis, the, the creation, God walked with Adam and Eve, didn't He? He walked with them in the garden. And then we, we talked about how in the Revelation, when after the battle of Armageddon, we talked about all the end time events, right? But we talked at the end of the day, this is what God wants to do. He's bringing heaven to earth again so that He can once again walk with you as His beloved children. Amen? He wants to walk with you. He desires to have a loving relationship with each of you. Again, He has His best interests or your best interests in mind. Amen? So we worship the God, God the Father. We thank Him abundantly. He's the creator of all things. Without Him, you do not exist. Without Him, your spouse does not exist. Without Him, your children do not exist. So we thank God the Father. Colossians 1, 3, chapter 1 and verse 3 says this, We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. That was Paul speaking. He gives God the Father thanks for everything when he prays for his brothers and sisters. Colossians 3.17, which we read earlier, again it says this, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Man, that's a hard thing to do. Can you imagine that? It says here, Give God thanks in all that you do. Everything. Well, Lord, even, even when I'm doing yard work, even when I'm pruning a tree, even when I'm sweeping the sidewalk, yeah, that's what it's saying. So you could be sweeping the sidewalk, sweeping your house, 
and saying, Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for a house that I can sweep the floor in. Lord, thank you for a driveway, for a home that I can sweep the floor in or the driveway. Amen? So don't ever let your daily tasks become so monotonous that you lose sight of what God has blessed you with. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20 says this, Always, everybody say always, Always. giving thanks to God the Father for everything, everybody say everything, Everything. in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always giving thanks, even when you don't feel like it. I mean, that's that's a hard thing to do. It's not easy to do. But the Lord is telling us, giving thanks to Him in everything, and always giving thanks to God for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The glory of God's grace is so astounding and eternal that our response should be one of continual praise. It should be continual from the time you get up to the time you go to bed. You know, today the Raiders are playing. Any Raider fans? Okay. There's a, oh, okay. There's a, there's a few Raider fans. You got to give praise today because your team's going to win, right? Yeah. Right? And for me, I'm a Niner fan, so I got to give God thanks that we're going to have a great draft pick. So, all right. But the bottom line is we give God thanks in all things. All things, every day. Let that continually be on your lips, on your thought. You know, the, most, the, the, the people I like to be around are people filled with gratitude, yes. that, are, that are thankful. You ever been around people that are not thankful and, oh, yeah. and uh, not filled with any gratitude? You know, it's not, not pleasant. You don't want to be around them. Because usually it's people that you've helped, right? People you've, you've ministered to or just helped and, and they're not appreciative. It's not a good feeling. And as believers, we have been blessed with much. God the Father sent His Son to die on a cross for you. How much more should we be thankful, amen, as, as individuals? See, this uh, God, God the Father is who we should be thankful for. <coughs> Excuse me. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we believe in this thing called the Holy Trinity that makes up God. doesn't mean there's three gods, there's one God. Made manifest in the flesh, Jesus Christ was manifest in the flesh. The Holy Spirit was sent, and that's what we have today, the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom, guidance, direction every day, right? And so the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9, the fullness of the Godhead resided in Jesus. Wherever Jesus went, He was the fullness of God, everywhere He went. And so we need to remember to give God thanks. It starts with God number one. Amen? God, or in fact, Jesus, was the firstborn over creation. I just want to share a few things about Jesus. The one by whom all things were made, and for whom all things were made. The one who is above all things, the one who holds everything together, the head of the church, the beginning, the end, the firstborn from the dead, indwelt by the fullness of God in bodily form, the reconciler. That is Jesus, the Son of God. We thank Him. The Bible says that He was God manifest in flesh. God manifest in flesh. Not an angel, not a lower person, but He was God, Almighty God manifest in flesh. Also describes Him as King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in the book of Revelation. So again, we thank 
the Father, the Son. We thank the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit leads us daily and guides us into all truth. That is a scripture that the Holy Spirit, if you ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, will guide you into all truth. Is it a job you're seeking? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Is it direction for your life? Well, I don't know if I need to, if I should get married to this person or not. I don't know if about this career change. I don't know if this is the right thing to do. Ask the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will provide you direction and guide you into all truth. See, God doesn't want to mess you up. He wants to direct you and lead you and guide you. He has your best interests in mind. Amen. So you can't go wrong. You might not like what he says, but he's not going to steer you wrong. I promise you that. So number two, why do we thank abundantly? So we, we've covered who we thank. Obviously it's God. It starts with God. But why do we thank abundantly? <coughs> Excuse me. Verse 12 tells us in, in Colossians there, Giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you. See, all of you here are qualified now to give thanks. Remember, I'll just share the story. Remember back in school when, uh, how many remember this? When uh, there would be sport. I, I got some water here. I'm good right here. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Um, remember back in school when you would pick teams? Remember breaking up in the sports teams, those of you that remember doing this? And then you would have to choose and pick? Remember that? And uh, then there would always be that last one or two people that nobody wanted to pick because they didn't want them on their team, right? And you always felt bad for that person. I always felt bad for that person. Hopefully you're not that person here today. But uh, they weren't qualified, in your opinion, to be on your team. I remember picking teams because I'd always be like one of the first people picked. And I remember going, I don't want that person on my team. They're not qualified to be on my team, right? And But here's the beautiful thing. With God... He qualifies all of you. God has qualified all of you. No matter where you've come from, what you've been through, how low of an opinion you have of yourself, or shame or guilt that God or that you feel that you have, God has now qualified you as a believer through His Son. Amen? Give Him a thanks right now. Give Him a hand clap right now because of that. You know, that person that wasn't qualified, that last person that wasn't picked, you know, I'd always pick him. You know why? Because he was the guy with a 4.0 grade point average, and he was going to help me with my homework. (laughs) You know that's true. You know that's true. But you always felt sorry for that. But here's the thing. God has qualified every one of us, no matter where we've come from, no matter what our background is. Amen? Jesus came to qualify people who, who don't feel qualified. Amen. Do you get that? Yes. We, when we come to a relationship with Christ, we don't feel qualified. How many, times, how many times have every one of you here that are believers said this, I'm not good enough. I, I'm not good enough. I'll, I'll get to God one day. Uh, let me get my act together first. Let me get my life together first. No. God wants you right now as you are. Amen? Amen? He wants you right now. He's already qualified you. He already said, look, I've sent my son to take care of that business, to qualify you. All you have to have is a want to, a desire for that. 
Let me read a scripture here in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. It's not on your outline, but just listen to this. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boasts in the Lord. See, the Lord qualified each of you so that you can receive an inheritance in Him. Amen. It's not because of your goodness. It's not because you're so great or I'm so great. It's because God has given you an inheritance. He's qualified you. Nothing short of that. Amen. You're, a, you're an inheritor now. You're an inheritor of a great inheritance. You're, a, you're an heir to a great inheritance. Amen. Yes. So you're not just qualified, but He has made you alive together with Him. He forgave you of all your sins. He wiped away your past. I've used this illustration with you in the past, but picture this as a, as a chalkboard, a whiteboard now, right? Back in my day, it was called a blackboard, right? We use chalk. You, young people don't know what chalk is nowadays. But picture all your... Sins, all your wrongdoings written on this board. And when God comes into your life and you ask Him for forgiveness, He takes His Holy Ghost eraser and He wipes that board clean and it's gone forevermore. Give Him a hand clap. Amen? Amen. He's forgiven you of all your trespasses, never to be remembered against you again. That to me is the most wonderful part of the whole story never to be remembered against you again God the Bible says he throws that into the sea of forgetfulness he will never bring that up against you see the the devil has this habit of reminding us of our past doesn't he he reminds us of what we've done where we've been and we just got to remind the devil well you know what this is where I'm going and I know where you're going right amen so we have an inheritance God has qualified us He's also delivered us. He's delivered us from our past. Amen? And now we have fellowship with God Almighty. We have fellowship with Him. Here, not only in the church, but at home. In your car, driving to work. You have fellowship with the God of creation. What a privilege. What a privilege. But for 25 years, I didn't know that. For the first 25 years of my life, I wasn't born into this like some of you. But at some point, you recognize it. And you have this privilege to have this communication, this fellowship with the great Almighty God. Amen? In Jesus, we have redemption. And He puts us back together again. He puts those broken pieces back together, makes you whole, and says, Here, come over here. Let me walk with you every day. Let me walk with you down this path called life. Let me, let me help you as you face your trials, challenges in life. He doesn't leave you by yourself. Have you ever felt by yourself? Yeah. Of course. Before, as an unbeliever? All the time. But now as a believer, you are never by yourself. Jesus promises you never to leave you alone, never to forsake you. Amen? 
<clears throat> Number three, how do we thank God? How, or how do we thank abundantly? Here's, here's a critical point here. Abounding in thanksgiving means that we are known for gratefulness. You know, one great thing about our church here, we're known for our hard work, our sacrifice. Every one of you here is a giver in that sense. A giver of your, of your time, your talents, and your treasures. I brag about you guys. I really, behind your back, I brag about all of you because all of you are givers of your time, your talents, and your treasures. And I love that. It's not forced. It comes from your heart. And it comes as a desire from your, from your spirit. And you're grateful in that process because of what God has done for you. You're, it's not that we're trying to repay God. Because how many know we can't repay God? We can't say, Lord, I'm going to come to church every day the doors are open and think we're going to repay God. No. It's, it's a desire just to walk with Him, to fellowship with Him. Yes. Remember when you were first going out with your, with your significant other, with your spouse? It just felt good to be with Him. It just felt good to just sit next to Him. Even if you didn't say anything, it just felt good, right? Yeah. That's how God wants a relationship with you. He desires to just walk with you. He desires relationship. Yes. Not a distance. He wants a close, personal relationship with each of you. So abounding in thanksgiving means that we are known for our gratefulness. The very first things out of our mouth when somebody blesses us, it should be a humble, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate that. And uh, my respect goes out to every one of you that are like that because you know what God has done for you and you're appreciative of that. So let us look for and celebrate the good. Let us not complain about the bad. Gratitude should always be on our lips and in our hearts. Amen? It should reside in us. We humbly confess that what we have received is better than what we deserve. Amen? We humbly confess that what we have received is better than what we deserved. And, and because of that, we are full of thankfulness. See, none of us here deserve eternal life. None of us do. The Bible says, on the contrary, the wages of sin is death, and that all of us deserve, you know, a final judgment. Well, Jesus stepped in that place, and He said, I'm going to pay the price for you, Gregory, for you, Reuben, for me, for every one of us here. Jesus pays that price on the cross, and because of that, we have eternal Salvation, Amen. By receiving Him into our heart. By confessing our sins. Here's a beautiful prayer in the book of Psalms. And I believe I have that on your outline. Psalms 100. This is a prayer of gratitude, of praise. Because how many know that thankfulness leads to praise? Thankfulness leads to praise. So here, let me read this to you. Psalms 100. Shout for the joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving, and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him, and praise His name. For the Lord is good, and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Isn't that a beautiful set of verses there? That is a beautiful prayer that David penned in the Old Testament, King David. And that is a prayer that each of you can say. 
You can read that, and that's a prayer. That's a song. You can make that into a song. We have made that into a song. And uh, the great thing about this is, there is, and this is a whole other sermon, uh, how to approach the throne of God. The, the correct way to approach the presence of God is you first give Him thanks. You first, you first enter His courts, the Bible says, with, with praise. You say, Lord, I praise You for who You are. You praise Him for who He is. Number two, you then begin to thank Him for what He's done. And then, as you do that, you enter into His presence. It's like this door opens up, and now you're in the presence of Almighty God. You've praised Him for who He is, you've thanked Him for what He's done, and it's this door that opens up into His presence. That's Bible right there. That, that will get you right into His presence, and you can then begin to fellowship with Him and begin to feel and experience His Holy Spirit touching your life. But if, you've never, if you never do that, if you never praise Him, if you never thank Him, you'll never be in His presence. So again, this is a great praise and worship uh, and thankfulness set of verses here. Psalm 100, it's beautiful. Abounding in thanksgiving means returning gratitude to God with all our being. Lord, I thank You with all of my heart. Have you ever said that? With all of my spirit, I thank You, Lord, for the blessing today. And again, the Bible calls that worship and praise. Worship and praise. There's another scripture that says this. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Amen? Yes. This is thanksgiving and praise. In fact, the Bible says that if you don't praise God, God will cause the rocks to call out to Him and praise Him. How many know that? If you don't praise God, God will call the rocks to praise Him. God desires our worship. He really does. But He desires intimacy with each of you. And we need to, to learn to develop that every day of our lives. Amen? And as we have said, the biggest reason to thank God is, number one, because of who He is. Not because of what He's done for you. Not because He saved you out of, out of drugs and alcohol or a promiscuous lifestyle or whatever. None of that. It's because of who He is. That's why we thank God, number one. When we realize who it is we're coming to thank and how we should thank Him, then we enter into His courts and we can sincerely thank the Lord. Amen? Amen? We need to realize who he, he is. Who it is. This is Almighty God, the Creator of the heavens and the earth. The one that formed man out of the dust of the, of the clay of the earth and, uh, and formed everything that you see. Um, I just, when I go to beautiful places like Yosemite, um, Monterey on the coast, I just always think of the beautiful uh, creation that God gave us to enjoy. He created that for you to enjoy. Just sitting, I remember when I went to Israel two years ago, just standing there on the seashore of the Sea of Galilee, just tears began to fall. I was by myself there at sunrise and just watching that sunrise over the lake where Jesus had been with his disciples and just birds in the air, nobody around, just quiet and just meditating there. But just thanking God, Lord, thank you for such a beautiful sunrise, your beautiful creation. It was just amazing to be in a place like that. But how many have been in, in places like that where you see God's creation and just been amazed and how wonderful and beautiful it is? Amen? Yes, amen. We have the privilege of thanking and the reason to thank. 
Amen? When it comes to how we do that, there's different ways we do that. Through songs, we, we clap our hands, we raise our hands. The Bible's uh, there's filled with many scriptures where we raise our hands. How many know that raising your hand is the u- universal sign of surrender, right? I surrender, Lord. I surrender to you. That's what we're doing every Sunday. That's what we do when we raise our hands. It's not a sign of, of showing somebody who's more spiritual or anything like that. It's just saying, Lord, I surrender to you. I am giving you my heart, my soul right now. Amen? Amen. But here's the, the flip side of, of, uh, of thanklessness. Be careful of this. Be careful. Walk carefully in this. Thanklessness is dangerous to yourself and to others. It dishonors God, number one, and dishonors yourself as well. And it's a dependence or a reliance on, on men or man or, and on yourself. Um, I remember, and I've shared this before, I remember this one individual bought himself a nice big boat, beautiful boat. And I remember telling him, man, that's a beautiful boat you got there. And uh, he goes, yeah, I worked hard for it. And uh, yeah, I you know, put a chunk of money down, and now I'm paying for it. I said, well, God blessed you with it. He goes, yeah, but I, I worked hard for it. And he kept insisting he worked hard for it, and he made it happen, and he bought the boat. And I kept going back to him, but God blessed you with that job to be able to buy the boat. And we kept going back and forth, and it wasn't going anywhere. He wasn't getting it. So I, I left it alone. But if we're not careful, we're th- we can think that we made it happen. We didn't, he didn't make that boat happen. God gave him the job to be able to buy that boat. God gave him the finances, the resources to be able to buy that boat. He later got it and understood it. Um, but all of us here, whether it's a home, whether it's a vehicle that you drive, God gave you that. God blessed you with that. God gave you the children you have today. Value them. The grandchildren you have, value them. Thank God for that. Amen? Amen. What happens if you don't have that spirit of thankfulness? Check this out. Romans one twenty one says this, that um, it can rely, you can tend to rely on yourself, but also it will lead to bitterness, complaining, Lack of joy. Ever been there? Those are the people that are not or don't have any gratitude, right? And those are the people you don't want to hang around with, right? Who wants to hang around people like that? Nobody does. If you're like that and you wonder why you don't have any friends, I'm just saying, okay? Don't be that person. Don't be that person. They're always grumbling. They're always complaining. Everything's always bad. Everything's always negative. And the last thing on their lips would be thankfulness. And it's because it's the opposite of thankfulness. You cannot thank somebody, be grateful, and be complaining in the same breath. It's impossible. You can't do that. And God wants to remind us that we need to have a thankful heart. Amen? Amen. We need to respond to God in faith, to Him, to His infinite wisdom, His grace, and purposes. Amen? Because how many know that He has a plan and a purpose for each of you here today? Amen? Jeremiah 29, 11. That's a beautiful verse. Go home and read it. Amen. Thankfulness promotes pettiness. Have you ever noticed that? Promotes pettiness. People get real petty when they're ungrateful. They 
tend to be occupied with themselves. It's all about them. It's all about problems, negativity. And that in turn creates depression and anxiety. I don't want to live in that place. Hopelessness. No future. No plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, Not even a thought in their mind process for those type of people. Because they're focused on their problems rather than on the Lord. Amen? We, so again, why do we want to give thanks? Because we, we will be pulled out of that despair, out of that hopelessness, into a place where God will show us and, and continue to bless us you know, in our lives. Amen? Amen. So again, just as dangerous is that, that um, we can carry that spirit around and, and infect other people if we have that spirit of, of ungratefulness. So let's be careful, let's not do that. Abound in thankfulness. Let it come out of your lips daily, every day. Amen. This is how we should live. This is what God expects of us as believers. Now here's what I want to declare to you today. Don't just declare it with your words. Don't just declare it with your words. I'm talking about thanksgiving. Not just thank you for all you have done, or thanking uh, and being uh, filled with gratitude with your words, but begin to walk in Him. Begin to walk with Him. Let Him build you up every day. Yes. Let others see that. Let um, I have this scripture that I love that um, it says basically that that the scripture says that uh, believers should be able to see in you and you should be able to answer to them why you believe what you believe. Um, there's a scripture that you should have an answer for every person that asks of the hope that you have in terms of your belief. So I have to be able to walk my walk, not just talk my talk. I have to be able to back it up. And so again, that's what I want to encourage you today is not just speak it, now live it. Live it, that thankfulness. So how do we do that? Becoming grateful to others. Maybe that, you know, at work tomorrow, for those of us that are going to go to work tomorrow, and you're going to go to work to that person, that grumpy old person tomorrow. You know who it is, right? There's that grumpy person, and there's that person that's always complaining. Be thankful to them. Just go up to them and just blow them away. Yeah. Just, just say something to them that will just amaze them. And they're going to look at you like, wow. They won't know what to say. That's how we do it. We do that by speaking it, by acting it out. Amen. Living it. Living it. That's what I want to challenge you here this week, is to do that this week. Amen. So as I close this morning... I just want to remind you as well in my life this how God has been faithful and how um, Anna and I have always had the spirit of thankfulness. We've tried to pass that on to our children and grandchildren and they see that and you know we just recently bought a house. Many of you have been to the house and um, you know we're thankful for that and every day we give thanks uh, for, for the blessings he has poured into our life. I've known Anna now for 22 years, and um, during that time, he has been so faithful. God has been above and beyond faithful. Why? Because we've not only thanked him, learned this principle, but we've walked in that. We've, we've taught that, and God pours his favor in our life because of that. If we were ungrateful to him, you think he would have been able to bless us with a house this summer? No way. Not a chance. Not a chance. 
if, if we were ungrateful, he wouldn't have blessed me with a job. He wouldn't have blessed me with being the pastor of this church. There's so many things, and you wouldn't want me as a pastor of this church if I was ungrateful. Amen? So I just know that God is faithful. God is faithful when we're grateful. And I want to challenge you to do that this morning. Amen? When you see God for who He is, and when Jesus is revealed to you in all His glory, that should be enough for you to thank Him abundantly. Amen? That alone should be enough. Shouldn't be a new house. It shouldn't be a new car. Shouldn't be new shoes. Shouldn't be a new bag. Shouldn't be a new watch. Shouldn't be a new perfume. Shouldn't be the new hairstyle. It should be just God alone. Amen? When you realize that He has saved you, redeemed you, delivered you, brought you out of, of a place reserved for you in hell, and given you a new residence in heaven, that should be enough for you to say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God Almighty. See, He has been faithful to you. Every one of you loved you, provided for you, whether you realize it or not, whether you've thanked Him or not. He provides for you. It's up to each of us to declare with abundant expressions, Lord, I thank you for what you've done in my life. I thank you for what you're going to continue to do in my life. Amen. So here's the homework assignment I have for each of you. I have homework. We give out homework here. How many know that? Here's a homework assignment. This week, begin to declare your abundant thankfulness to the Lord with your actions. Because we can all speak it, right? We can always give it lip service. Begin to declare with your actions. Now back it up with your actions. Alright? Now, God will show you how to do that. But uh, that might be that person at work thanking them for something. It might be baking them a, a banana and a bread, you know, and, and taking it to them. might be buying them some senorita bread and saying, hey, I appreciate you. Here you go. It might be, uh, you know, you fill in the blank and, and just amaze that person, right? So begin to do that. Abundant. That means that, remember the word abundant, that there's so much. There's, it's not going to run out. And it's an excess. That's what we want to have. An excess of thankfulness in our heart. Amen? Amen.